All right, folks, Ingram Smith here to do a no-cast instant reaction podcast. Yikes, yikes, yikes. We'll see where this goes. I'll start the instant reaction podcast by uh, thanking our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, for their table restaurant groups, uh, in particular Madison Social, Resolution Home Loans, and Travis Johnson. Uh, Travis Johnson of Metter and Johnson Law Firm at metterandjohnsonlaw.com. Phone number 850-435-9919. All right, uh, yeah, so 45-44 at home, ULM, week two. There are some things that we could talk about from a formation standpoint. We could talk about the fact that Florida State, both their offense and defense, gave a little bit of different looks in the first couple of possessions. Defense given some both some four-man looks and some three-man looks. Um, the offense coming out with some uh, both 21 and 20 personnel, which uh, I'm always a fan of the two-back set. And it was nice to see a couple different wrinkles. But tonight's not really a night about formations or strategy, in my opinion, uh, or particularly statistics. I think tonight's... A night where uh, the vast majority of the fan base has to sit and look in the mirror and perhaps uh, swallow the painful pill that is acknowledging that probably the sum of all of our fears regarding this uh, coaching hire are true. I certainly want Coach Taggart to succeed at Florida State. Seems like an individual who has a uh, organic and authentic love for the program, uh, an appreciation for the program, and a want for the program to play and perform at the highest levels. But it'd be very, very hard to find anything on his resume at this point that leads you to believe that he would be the person to lead this program to perform at the highest levels, or even a high level. Does it mean that Willie Taggart's necessarily fired? Willie Taggart's obviously going to get the entirety of this season. And maybe there is a big change. Maybe this is a win that a program desperately needed to learn how to win. But all indications point to this team being soft as Charmin toilet paper and uh, being kind of a mentally weak group. It has a very hard time of dealing with adversity and uh, perhaps really isn't that good. I don't want to spend too much time on any one particular player. I don't really want to spend too much time on this podcast. I mean, I will certainly try to give our opinion, but I'm not going to run down possession by possession. I'm not going to tell you who played well to their assignments or anything else, because really not that many people did. It would be a great injustice and not uh, doing you the listener service not to acknowledge the effort that Cam Akers gave you tonight. Uh, super talented player, played like a best player on the field, and more importantly for the team that wears garnet jerseys, played like he wanted to win that game at a level that nobody else on the field displayed. Cam Akers... Hell of an evening. It's sad that you have to have that type of performance out of Cam Akers against Louisiana Monroe to win the game, but you did. 
And uh, Cam Akers, good on you. Incredible performance. And certainly wish that kid nothing but the best of luck, uh, both at the collegiate and professional level. I want to talk about like broader issues here while at the same time pointing out things that were displayed tonight that are just painful reminders as to problems with accountability and the idea that people are going to buy into your culture and do things that are required to win games. And Dontavious Jackson has had a tough two first games of the year. I'm not trying to pick on a kid, but I'm not sure between last week and what we witnessed this evening, I don't see how you justify playing number five right now. Both in the standpoint that you're seeing a lot of kind of selfish, uh, situationally unaware moments from him. Uh, yes, I would class uh, I would classify a linebacker trying to pick up the ball on the freaking two-yard line as being selfish. Well, are you going to return that 98 yards? What are you doing? And I would um, classify whatever the hell he did on uh, one of the more important drives tonight where I think he was the fourth or fifth tackler on a play. Uh, to where he could have received two different personal fouls. He could have received uh, hands to the face, or he, I believe he was called uh, for slamming the guy's head into the ground after the play. Earlier in the game, uh, I referenced this on Twitter, and it was one of those moments where I sent out a tweet and immediately thought that I was might have been too hard on a kid and had some regret about it, but Dontavious Jackson is flexing at one moment after being again I think the fourth or fifth tackler on a play on a running back after he gained three two to three yards and he's flexing and talking and the next play he gets his rear end blocked off as ULM goes around in and scores on a running play by the quarterback and uh number 35 didn't cover himself in glory on that play either and I'm not trying to say that it was all Jackson's fault but it's a it's a nasty little encapsulation as to what you're getting at a number five right now. And uh, I'll go back and watch last year's tape because I don't remember him playing like this. But I don't remember Dontavious Jackson ever trying to jump and dance around blocks like he's Dion Bloody Sanders out there. He is seriously taking on blocks like he's a 5'11", 185-pound defensive back. Not a linebacker. He is jumping into horrible angles. I don't know what's going on there. When we did our preseason position preview pods, I think both Bud and I thought that that was one of the safer bets on the team. And it wasn't the idea that Dontavious Jackson was some transcendent player or that he made a bunch of special plays. Is that he was going to be a fairly consistent player, a fairly consistent performer. I'm very uh, aware and cognizant and not trying to drown you guys in too many soccer references, but I'll I'll use one here because it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, soccer players' post-game match ratings range from 1 to 10. 10 is pretty much unheard of, and it basically made, means you played a perfect game. 1 is obviously on the other end of the scale. Anywhere between, I'd say, 4.5 and, and below is kind of indicative of someone that's not either able of playing the game or 
not focused or of the you know mental mindset to handle what's required of playing a sport at a high level. I don't think neither Bud and I thought you were going to get a bunch of eight and a half, nine, nine and a half from Dontavious Jackson. But I think we did think that you would get a whole lot of sixes and sevens. Dontavious Jackson's giving you two and a halfs right now. I hate it for kids, but I, I don't see the justification for playing him. Isn't being much other than a liability, both in performance perspective and from a kind of team buy-in, playing unselfish, taking on blocks, not committing ridiculous penalties, not trying to scoop a ball up on the two-yard line. Dontavious Jackson committed the penalty that I referenced earlier, sat out what I believe was seven to eight plays and was back in the play, back in the game again. Um, that's a culture problem. That's an accountability problem. I put that at the feet of the head coach. Now, obviously, there is some accountability as you had two players suspended tonight, so I, I don't want to say that it's the wild, wild west out there. Obviously not, but I don't see what I don't see how you can play that kid with how much of a liability has become both in play and in mentality. In my opinion, it's somebody that knows they're not playing well and maybe is trying to do too much to make up for it. So uh, Jackson, like we said, not a transcendent player, but a good player, can be a good player. Uh, but right now he's on the opposite end of the spectrum, and I don't uh, know that you can give him nothing but uh, a whole lot of snaps to let himself play himself out of it. Uh, I think that's somebody where you've got to start to start to show uh, a youth movement and start to show a guy that snaps are not guaranteed by any measure because he's kind of playing like they are. Uh, this defense is, is nothing but a train wreck. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Uh, it's soft. It doesn't tackle well, or at least there's times it doesn't tackle well. It's an absolute mess. I don't. I wouldn't rule out a whole lot at the defensive side of the ball right now. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say anybody's going to get fired tomorrow morning or anything like that. You're at a level. I mean, I, I kind of got a kick out of the idea that Florida State's going to try to simplify things. Man, I don't know how much more simple Florida State can go on on some of this stuff that it's doing. At least in the pass game, it, it may be overcomplicated some in what they're trying to do with some of their run reads, but it's an absolute mess. I, <laughs> I don't know where the wins are coming from. I think that after the first two games, I don't want to speak for uh, the collective fan base, but for me personally, I probably expect this team to win four games this year. Maybe five. And if you can show me wins on the on the schedule otherwise, I'd love to have that conversation. But I just don't see them. I'm not sure this is going to get a whole lot a whole lot better. Uh, I think Florida State may be in a period of almost a purgatory and has to try to figure out what it can do financially and what it wants to do financially. If it wants to throw money at a coordinator change or a head coach that is 
accelerated the process of becoming a lame duck coach in a manner that few could ever kind of conceptualize. I'm certainly not trying to be all negative. I'm not saying the season's over. Uh, Maybe this is the, the win that a program so desperately needs. But it sure doesn't feel like it, if I'm being honest to you guys. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, This feels like a ship that is uh, borderline rudderless. And that uh, is not a fun thing for me to say at all. Again, I appreciate your listenership. Uh, I'll get with Bud. Big day for he and his family. Congratulations to Maggie, Bud, and their little boy. And uh, we'll look for Bud's return on Monday. We'll have a, a a breakdown again. I didn't even know in that game that we'll do a whole lot of uh, game-by-game play. Probably have more, a little bit of a macro conversation about position groups and uh, where they can have any kind of idea of getting better, perhaps when Bud looks at the table and see a more positive reflection of the evening's events than I did. Good luck. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be down. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'd love for people to troll me on Twitter because of this podcast for years to come. It'd be hilarious. It'd be great. But it'd also be me lying to you if I told you a whole lot of different feelings than uh, those of which I have uh, verbalized so far. So thank you as always for the listens. If you feel comfortable leaving us a five-star review, those are silly how important they are, but uh, equally appreciated. I will point out that we have a Patreon site if you'd like to support the Nolcast. It's uh, patreon.com backslash Nolcast. Till next time, fam. (sighs) What a victory. What a victory.